0: back to the podcast, everybody. It is another Tuesday with Weekly Impact. Can we Uh, do like
1: welcome back, Carter, one time like, welcome back, (laughs) welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. (laughs) I I don't know what to do with that. Worship team, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It
0: is, I had a little snort in there, nice. Um, It is Tuesday, November 13th, and today we are in Hebrews 13, so it's going to be a bad luck episode because it's November 13th and Hebrews 13. we already started out full with moon me singing, too? so yeah.
1: We're doing this under a ladder. We're recording this under a ladder at the moment. <laughs> There's like
0: six black cats in the room with us. Broken mirrors everywhere. Um, but anyway, uh, I am joined again, as always, by Pastor Daniel and by Michael Miller. Uh, guys, what is up?
2: What's up for me is
0: teaching these,
2: uh, these Chinese kids. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: How's dinosaur I, I, doing?
2: Dinosaur is doing fantastic. He's probably my fi- my finest, smartest student. For those but, of
1: you that don't know, dinosaur <laughs> is is well, the name that was chosen by one of Michael's students. Yes. So it's that just pick to their give own you clarity name. That yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you know the the kid knows what he's doing when he picks dinosaur for a name. I mean, <laughs> but we we've been singing. I I sing every day to these kids, especially my at my lower levels, and we've been singing this song that the chorus goes. A duck, a duck. This animal is a duck, a duck. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is so much fun. You know, (laughs) singing and and teaching English to these kids. And what time of morning are you doing this? Oh, this this is four ten in the morning. Wow. Actually, no, I I I sign in five minutes early um, because I want to get my classroom, my online classroom set up. So four oh five in the morning, I am on video, rocking and rolling with kids. Man,
1: singing a duck song. I don't know if I could sing a duck song at four in the morning. I just feel like it wouldn't happen. You know, I I learned something, Daniel, I learned something from the army that helped me with this. You fake it until you
0: make it. (laughs) False motivation is still motivation.
1: (laughs) That's awesome.
0: It's like having a kid, man. You just get up because you have to, you got to go do it, you go do it. Yeah. Doesn't matter if it's, I used to, working at Home Depot, I used to be literally by 10 after five, I would be sprinting through the store drenched in sweat. Trying to get stuff ready because a truck would be there at 6 a.m. to pick up, and mm-hmm. I had to get stuff finished up that was added overnight. So, you can do it. <laughs> you can <laughs> do it, <laughs> and it becomes such a normal that you're like, "Wow, this doesn't even feel strange being drenched in sweat and sprinting at 5 a.m." So, yeah, you can do it, man.
1: That's awesome. Yeah. Well, uh, the, this is our last week of Fight Club, so that's pretty cool. We've yeah. had a, uh, we've had 30 so got 30 some guys that have been kind of working through a 10 week challenge and. That's been fun. I still have a few goals that I want. I have like an end goal, like weight loss. Uh, And so um, I'm still working to get that. Uh, So, So, Dan, are we we fasting the rest? Are we fasting the rest of the week, you and me? Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Not a bite, nothing to eat. Exactly. So, I I ate some wind on the way in here and it was delicious. (laughs) Yeah. I'm stuffed. Well, see, uh, Daniel. Daniel <laughs> you doesn't have to pick eat the bugs by... out of your teeth. You're not allowed
2: to eat. <laughs> them. Daniel doesn't eat by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth it's of God. True. <laughs> that is very
0: true. A mighty wind.
2: It
1: was a, it was a mighty rushing
0: wind. I was so stuffed. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, guys. So today we are in Hebrews 13. This is the last chapter of Hebrews. Uh, we're finishing up. If you listened last Tuesday, we were in Hebrews 6. So you got a good taste of kind of the middle of this thing last week. Uh, we talked a lot of context uh, about what's going on with this chapter, about the fact that no one knows for sure who the author of this chapter is, um, and we also don't know for sure who specifically they were speaking to, except for the the assumption is that they were Hebrew, that they were Jewish because of all of the Things that are included in this that they just uh, the the speaker is assuming that um, the people that he's speaking to knows. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to put in here for this one as we finish up this chapter? I
1: just can't wait to get started. This
2: chapter is awesome.
1: Yeah, I really like the last two chapters of Hebrews because he kind of puts it into like application. Like now, because of all of these things, because Jesus is greater than all of these things, this is this is how your life should reflect that. And so I, I really like these last two chapters. So I'm excited.
2: We awesome. could go. We could go for like four podcasts on this chapter. <laughs>
0: All right, so here is Hebrews 13 from the Dwell app.
3: Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison, as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated since you also are in the body. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Remember your leaders, those who spoke to you the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday and today and forever. Do not be led away by diverse and strange teachings, for it is good. For the heart to be strengthened by grace, not by foods, which have not benefited those devoted to them. We have an altar, from which those who serve the tent have no right to eat. For the bodies of those animals whose blood is brought into the holy places by the high priest, as a sacrifice for sin, are burned outside the camp. So Jesus, also suffered outside the gate Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience, desiring to act honorably in all things. I urge you the more earnestly to do this, in order that I may be restored to you the sooner. Now may the God of peace, who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good, that you may do his will, working in us that which is pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. I appeal to you, brothers, bear with my word of exhortation, I have written to you briefly. You should know that our brother Timothy has been released, with whom I shall see you if he comes soon. Greet all your leaders and all the saints. Those who come from Italy send you greetings. Grace be with all of you.
0: All right, that's Hebrews 13 from the Dwell app. Um there's a lot of stuff in there. It's about 4 minutes of audio, but there's about feels like about 4 books worth of depth in that chapter. So, uh observations guys, what do you what did you pick up from that?
2: Well, I know that right off the top there's some very challenging stuff for us. I I mean, th- you know, I know we we all just voted last week, right? And, and this stuff challenges all Maybe of us. Maybe you did. <laughs> this stuff challenges all of us on all sides of the spectrum. We are not to neglect hospitality. That's a tough word. To strangers, right? We're supposed to be nice to people, strangers coming in. That's difficult for us. Um, and, and I don't want to even get into the angels thing. I'll let Daniel tackle that. <laughs> but, <I> mean, <laughs> Sounds good. And, and I'll tell you, I was convicted about the next piece about um, people who are in prison, and let me give you a little background, real quick. I'll be quick, Brent. I promise. All right. Back, back on the then, clock. way back then, <laughs> prisons weren't like they are today. If if you put someone in prison, they they locked you know they locked them up and threw away the key. They were done, mm-hmm. and then it's not like they, like they took care of them and fed. Them. If you wanted a prisoner to survive, you brought them food and water. Right. Yeah. So when we see go visit the prisoner, like Jesus said, in Matthew twenty five, or or don't you know neglect these people, like we see here, like this is some serious business. This is not just a, a quick like pray for them thing or go visit them and tell them about Jesus. Yeah. I mean, this we're talking about sustaining them. And and, I, and and these guys saw when I came when they came in, I was rereading this and I was convicted. And I know I use the word convicted. I know, <laughs> ha ha, right? But I have a friend who's in prison. And, uh, and, and we talk and basically he, he's the one that reached out to me to, you know, to initiate, you know, our, our conversations. And yeah, I had to pay some money to be able to talk with him on the phone and my account was getting low and I had to recharge it before we did the podcast. But the point is, man, to help prisoners, it's so much easier now than it used to be. A phone call means so much to them. Mm-hmm. If you know someone in prison, I don't care what they did. This is, I know it's difficult. But I don't care what they did. we're told to love them mm-hmm. yeah so I mean th- that's that was a a super challenge for me you know reading this like I needed to recharge that I need to get that get that thing done so I can talk to my friend but and, it, and there's there's more it continues um it talks about marriage and I, I know we we argue back and forth about what marriage is and what marriage isn't, but it says right here that God will judge sexually immoral and adulterous. Yeah. man that that
0: we should be warned by that man we should not be having sex outside of marriage right period right yeah that one really um, stood out to me I think I think God has certain things stand out to each one of us in these chapters um, for whatever reason and that one really stood out to me today too just thinking about our society thinking about how lightly people take marriage now mm-hmm. um, thinking about how quick a lot of people are to you know have sex outside of marriage and even more so for people to seduce someone that is in marriage and to not feel bad about that at all and there's you know that's a specific sin that's really not great you know so um yeah marriage the sanctity of marriage the reason that we have marriage man that that's got to be restored in our society yeah but brent that next one this is one
2: that keeps i'll tell you what god's working with me guys you know he, this one this one is coming up a lot in Fight Club mm-hmm. and in our reading and like you know we're thinking about idols and idol worship and, and the things that you worship instead of God basically yeah. and keep your life free from love of money and be content. We just spent a whole month with the kids talking about being content and, and that was in October and I'm and God is punching me in the face on it mm-hmm. and, and I, maybe he's doing that to you listeners too as we're all progressing through this stuff. I want a new car. I want new shoes. I already have 20 pair, but I want another (laughs) new pair of shoes.
1: You know, I want some, some LeBron James shoes, like, you know, the goat. (laughs) Sorry. It's just something's caught in my throat. I think like it's like false teaching that's caught in my throat right now. Wow. But look, man, I, I,
2: I'm being honest. I want stuff. Yeah. And, and God is really working with me about that. And, and here I see it in Hebrews again. I mean, we've got to stop it with yeah. with this materialist to keep up with the Joneses stuff.
0: Yeah. So I mean, I, as it, he's hitting me, I'm wondering if he's hitting other people. No, yeah, this, and you know? it's, it's okay to want stuff. It's natural to want stuff, but there has to be a discipline there, and there has to be a sensitivity and a responsibility there with it, you know? I don't want you to feel bad because, you know, you see something, and you're like, man, I would like to have that, but, you know
1: yeah weigh
0: yeah. that option and do it responsibly well, and I'm, I'm, and don't ever do it to try to keep up and be jealous of somebody else, yeah
1: I think that like just stepping back a chapter to Hebrews twelve, uh he really starts to kind of pivot where he's taking uh his conversation, that close of his of the book here. We don't know who the author is, but mm. whoever's closing the book out um is throwing off the weights and the sins that easily entangle us and run the race. You know, fixing our eyes on Jesus, knowing that there's so much more at stake and so much more risk and so much more loss in not following Jesus than it is yes. to uh, to then like, you know, to try to follow Jesus. You know that he's saying that like all of these things, because Jesus, um, let me just like, clarify that statement just a little bit in that it's it's more detrimental to your life to focus on other things mm-hmm. and focus on your own pleasures than it is to focus on Jesus. Cause Jesus has uh, so much more to offer and what he's done for. And that, cause he's making this whole argument that Jesus is greater than all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so these things, and we know these things and we get this from other chapters, how uh, like Paul, when he's talking to, I think it's a, and is it second Timothy when we talked about the pangs is that pangs in second Timothy or is I think it so. or is it first Timothy, Timothy 6 maybe it's first Timothy 6 it was one of the Timothy And was. so anyways yeah I think first uh, Timothy 6 yeah and so like he's talking about like there's going to be the people that love money that it's going to cause issues it's going to cause challenges and i mean i think we look at uh, the consequences the consequences of this pursuit of happiness through you know uh, money or through possessions or through what money can buy, and that it becomes kind of this like empty hole that gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it becomes it requires more and more of our life, more and more sacrifice from our family, more and more sacrifice of our integrity, uh, more and more sacrifice of even just like the kind of ups and downs of like wanting things to work out for us, and and just like Hebrews, just like Paul, there's this cry to say, hey man avoid these things like don't don't go down this road like because Jesus is greater because what he has to offer is so much better you know don't do these things don't don't fall in love with yes. money, yes. you know, and, and be content with what you have because with godliness, with contentment is a great gain, you know. And mm-hmm. so we're kind of merging some of the things that we've talked about before. Or, you know, the mar- how marriage is supposed to be honorable, you know, and how, man, like, how, how is it working out for you when you pursue sexual pleasure as your ultimate goal, you know? Or how is it working out for you when you think, okay— you know, my ultimate happiness is supposed to be found in my spouse and now it's not working out. So I'm going to go find it because the grass is always greener on the other side. And that never works. You know, that was one of the things that we talked about in our book that we're doing in yeah, Fight Club, yeah. you know, is this kind of this idol of like love and this idol of romance and this idol of like sexual pleasure and how it's like, oh, man, like if you see the best that people have to like you see the Facebook images uh, that people are putting out there and you're like oh man they've got it all together you know this is my life this is terrible and you're getting the polished version of their life you know and you're not and you're not literally filtered yeah it's literally filtered (laughs) yeah Yeah. and and the lie there is thinking man this is not happy i'm not happy in my relationship so i know i'd be happy with that person because i see all these things that they have going for them and so i should go for that but really that's just going to be like chasing after the wind it's going to be a bigger hole that you fall into and so man like guys like we can, we can avoid a lot of these things. You know if we follow Jesus and we commit to what Jesus is called and, and we commit to say, all right, I say yes to focusing my life on everything that surrounds Jesus teaching and throwing off the things that entangle us, whether that is the pursuit of happiness through money or through relationships, you know or through um, you know uh, whatever whatever it may be, you know anything, anything good can become an ultimate thing, yeah. Yeah. and that can take the place of God, and then even family, like, even our kids, and that was, like, really crazy for me, because last week we were reading about, like, the, how family can become this thing where we yeah. idolize our yeah. kids, yeah. and we idolize our spouses, yeah. and it crushes them under the weight of our expectations, yeah. and, and so I think that there is, there's so much wisdom, and just, like, Good things to come in following Jesus, and and I think there's like there's a lot of hope that uh, like kind of in the middle here where he talks about going outside the city because that's what that Jesus did, and kind of like there, that there's going to be this time where persecution is going to probably take place. You're going to lose in the in the immediate mm-hmm. if you're not always pursuing immediate pleasures. Yeah. You know, you're going, you're, there's going to be times when you're going to have to say no to the immediate pleasure for something greater down the road. It's, yeah. it's called it's patience. Del- it's delayed <laughs> yes. gratification. Yeah. yeah, yes. And it's greater. It always yeah. yes. is better. And, and so I think that this is a time where you have to just like pause and say, all right, where, where am I right now? You know, what am I doing? If, if I'm pursuing all of these immediate pleasures, how is that working out for me? You know, is it feel like I'm just chasing the wind and it's not going anywhere? Maybe I should reevaluate and reposition what I'm actually hoping in because, The writer of Hebrews says, if we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, (laughs) then, you know, we can run the race with endurance, Mm -hmm. and we can run as though we're receiving a prize. And so there's just, there's so much good here. There's so much more in store here. And and so I think that the whole, this, you know, all of this argument, not argument, but all of this, I guess, positioning that the author of Hebrews did about convincing us that Jesus is greater than all of these things, is basically saying, it's worth it. Yeah do it. Go for it. Because I can tell you from my own life that when I didn't pursue Jesus, man, I have a lot of things that I regret and a lot of loss. Just loss in general. Relational loss, financial loss, just you know, uh, and, and so now Jesus is, is in the process and he's restored those things and he's giving me greater things to enjoy because things are in the right alignment with him. Yes, yeah. And, and so I know I've, I just kind of really dominated the conversation here and I apologize oh, for that but I just, I think this is this to me stirs something in me when it says, "Man, like there's almost like this cry out, like there's something greater, there's something better here. Just jump in and know that if God is good enough to send Jesus to 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 do everything for us on our behalf to be right with God, then He can take care of the things that we need." Yeah.
2: Now, the, Daniel and Brent. Now here's yeah. here's the thing with that because I'm I'm right there with you. Because what 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 we've looked at is this whole book, because I read, I listened to the whole book of Hebrews today, letter, whatever. And I got this big picture of what Daniel's saying, is that this is all about Jesus is better. Yeah. And in this chapter, we continue with you know, more answering, Jesus is better, so that we should do some other things, right? Or we shouldn't do some things. And then we, you know, we kind of close out the letter. Now... Here's the, here's the thing, when, you, when you, we get to like the example with the money that we were talking about. Keep your life free from love of money and be content with what you have, for he has said, now this is the important part, Daniel, right? Uh, he, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, so we can confidently say, the Lord is my help, helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? Now, here's the deal. That idol of money or sex, whatever it is, we have to put it away. But now we have to replace it with what? With Jesus. Mm-hmm. That's like the whole point of this letter, right? That we need to serve Jesus. So the question I ask you guys is now what? Now what? Mm-hmm. How do, I mean, we, we can discuss this and not that we're going to find it necessarily in this chapter, but I think it's good for both us and our listeners to hear this. Now what? How do we place Jesus properly on the throne of our hearts N- b- putting away church speak right putting away all these pretty little words that we use for
1: real for real what does that look like oh <laughs> it, I just mic drop boom <laughs> 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 right uh, uh, I mean I, I think if you're asking that question I think that I think it's a it is a moment by moment you're constantly kind of basically saying okay Jesus, what do you want for me in this situation? Jesus, what do you want to do with my money? What do you want? So it's a mindset. Yeah, I think I think it's definitely like Paul says, like don't conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewings of your mind. In Romans twelve, you know, uh, chapter twelve two. Yeah, I think I I think it's a mindset
0: that's intentional that leads to a position of your heart. mm -hmm. I I think that Mm -hmm. once it becomes a position of your heart, then it's not as much of a struggle. So but let's dig into that,
2: Brent. I think it's difficult I, to get there. So I, how, how do yeah. we get to that mindset? How do we get to that that heart place? How do we do this?
1: I think a lot of it has to do with faith. I mean, like because like, not only because faith is faith is also a part of this last chapter of Hebrews, but he or the last couple chapters of Hebrews 11 and twelve. And so I, I think that we we give we get intellectual reasons why God is enough. Like, I mean, sending us on Jesus is, is enough to say, okay, if somebody would sin, if somebody would be as God and his God for eternity would come down to earth and would be subject to everything that we have to deal with on a daily basis and then die the worst death and experience the most, most injustice in the world, man, I, I guess he loves me, right? I mean, like, <laughs> that, that would be like a safe assumption, right? Pretty and so, proof, yeah. yeah, and so that would be a mental kind of ascension. Like we would say, okay, I understand then that God loves me. So now when I go down to my heart, when it comes to the situations, okay, what do I believe then? sure like how does that knowledge how does what his uh what has been revealed to me through the holy spirit and god's you know love that screams through everywhere creation and everything okay what does that then change about my heart because a lot of this stuff that we're doing with okay marriage money uh be loving people, you mm-hmm. know, like sacrificing for people, those are heart issues. These are all things that we have to say like, okay, this is what I believe and this is why I'm acting in this way. And so I think it's a progression from a knowledge to then shaping the way that we view our desires and our beliefs. And then because of that, our hands, our actions are different. Mm-hmm. They do, we do different things because of this. And I think that's the process of which, of transformation. Yeah. Head oh, to heart to hands. Yeah. Like yeah. That. We've, nice. Yeah. We've so, actually used so, that before, in I, our discipleship.
2: I like that. <laughs> so I really, I, I pushed you guys, and I laid it on you, and dropped my you know moment for you guys. But I'll I'll throw my two cents in, so it's so it's fair, right? Sure. <laughs> when I when I look at this this question of now, what? How do I replace an idol and put Jesus on the throne? I think about it like a relationship because <laughs> it's a relationship. Yeah. And we have a relationship with God with with the the Trinity, and we we relate most closely, really, with the Holy Spirit that, that communes within us. So thinking of things like a relationship, the way that, that helps me to make it realistic and not church words is to think about my wife. Mm-hmm. So let's say that I have a problem with pick your idol, you know, money, materialism, right? And, and that's hurting our relationship with my wife. So how do I move this this materialism I'm making movements. You guys can't see my hands, but I'm making hand movements, right? Mm-hmm. But how can I remove this idol of of worshiping money and and be have a better relationship with my wife? Well, with that relationship, first off, I have to stop doing the thing that I'm doing, mm-hmm. right? So that takes a commitment to my wife mm-hmm. that I promise her, hey, babe, I'm not going to spend money on this, that, and the other. I'm going to stop it, right? And another thing is communication. I have to talk with my wife. Communication goes both ways. So, of course, I'm going to actually talk to her and talk with her. I'm going to speak, and she's going to speak, so I have to do some listening. And my grandma told me something really good, Brent. (laughs) She told me that God gave me two ears and one mouth, and I'm terrible with this, right? (laughs) Because I talk so much. (laughs) But I should listen twice as much as I speak. Mm -hmm. So I should listen to my wife twice as much as I I, I speak if I can, right? I think that if we took that relational idea and applied it to our relationship with God— I think it would make a little more sense. Maybe we should listen to God and speak to God and stop doing the thing that offends God. I think that might be a good place to start in putting him in, in, in his proper place. And another thing, we talk about that mindset. When I mean, You're always thinking about pleasing your wife. You're always thinking about making her happy. She's always on your mind. Mm-hmm. Right, you're, th- and in everything you do, every time you stop at the store, if your problem is is you know spending money and loving money, you're thinking, man, if I buy this, Tiffany's going to be mad. I shouldn't do this, mm-hmm. and it starts to shape everything you do. Mm-hmm. Now replace <laughs> Tiffany, replace your spouse, with, in this idea with God. Everything that I do, I'm thinking about about serving God and about is God. Is this does this please God? That's what it looks like to place God. On the throne of your heart.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I think you used a couple of really good words for that. One is commitment. It's choosing to do that and sticking to it. And the other is consistency, but consistency is hard, <laughs> but long-term, commitment and consistency. I think that's where the real change comes from. It's not immediately. I mean, unless it's, you know, there are stories, there are people who their life has been changed in an instant and it's just been an easy switch for them because they went through something horrific or whatever that completely flipped a switch in them. But for most people, for myself, it's a long-term thing where there are moments where I'm not very consistent, but because I've committed to it over time, I am seeing change in my life and I am seeing a change in my heart because of going back to it and going back to it and going back to it. Um, And I wanted to say real quick, um, two things, Daniel, out of of what you were speaking about a few minutes back um, about relationships and um, two vivid things flashed into my mind that I felt like I needed to speak on. One was um, when you were talking about um, staying faithful to your spouse, to your marriage, you said the grass is always greener on the other side. My mind flashed to a scene from – the Heart of Man, mm. where, guys, if you haven't seen the, a movie called The Heart of Man, it's available on Netflix. Um, it's a very, very good movie um, about uh, just sin in general, about desires of the heart, about sexual sin, about a lot of different things, but they do it in a really cool art- artistic way. When you said that, you said the grass is always greener on the other side. I saw the young man when he got to the island on the other side after Mm -hmm. he had abandoned everything, and um, he was chasing after that woman Mm -hmm. that was just appealing and drawing him in. And then when he finally got there, she turns around, and he's in like this beautiful meadow or whatever. It's green grass everywhere. She turns around, and the illusion is gone, and she's like some necrotic woman. She's a leper. She's a leper. She's falling apart. And the grass was completely gone. He's on like jagged lava rock. like So when you said the grass is greener on the other side, I'm thinking there actually is no grass on the other side at all. Yeah. Um, but the other is, um, you were talking about um, family and how we need to, uh, even with our family and our, our children, our spouses, we, we idolize them um, over Jesus. And I just had a check yesterday, just a thought process yesterday that really made me go, Man, you know, something to really think about and something to share with people. I was thinking about, I was having a conversation actually about Revelation with um, someone yesterday. And um, we were just talking about, you know, whenever anything happens, like you said, there's persecution at some point in time coming for us. Um, talked about, uh, I just imagine, I thought about when that time comes, if something happens to me and I'm literally dying in the arms of my wife, right? Well, my wife, you know, if you're married or if you're in a relationship, your spouse, your significant other, their arms feel like home to you. You know, being there with them is like home to you. It's comfortable. It's the place that you long to be. And I actually had a heart check thinking about like in that moment, if I'm dying and I'm in the arms of my wife and that's feels so good, am I going to be clinging onto that? Or am I going to be letting go to move on to another place into the arms of Jesus? Wow. And that right there made me feel like, man, maybe I need to shift my perspective a little bit more. Because in that moment, I felt like I might be clinging on. I don't want to go. Mm. And it doesn't mean I love my wife any less, but I need to get it to the point where it's automatic that I'm like, okay, time to go. I love you and I will see you again, but I'm going to a better place to where I'm not clinging and panicking in that moment and not wanting to move on. So, you know, to share that just, if it was oh, a heart check powerful. for me, I felt like maybe mm-hmm. it'd be a heart check for other people for for getting perspective in the right place and for elevating Jesus yeah. above all.
2: Man, when you said that, Brent, it made me think of how we introduce ourselves. Because like, <laughs> I've thought that I'm better than people the way, but, because sometimes, you know, when when most of us, when we introduce ourselves, we say, hey, I'm Michael and, and I uh, I teach English as, I can't even say English. <laughs> yeah. I, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I teach English as a second that's language. That's French. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So we, we introduce ourselves by what we do. Yeah, and so I think I'm better sometimes because I'm like, hey, I'm I'm Michael. I'm a uh, father of two and a husband of one. You know, something like that, really witty, but saying that, hey, I, I love my family, and that's that's more important than what I do for a living. So I identify as that. But guess what? There's something more important than my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, how do we? I think maybe how we introduce ourselves might show a little bit of our idol. If we mm. if we identify ourselves by our jobs, then we are worshiping either work or we're worshiping power or worshiping status yeah. or, or ourselves we're worshiping money for how or, or great ourselves. we are at what we can do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, that sounds really weird just to suggest, you know, hey, my name is Michael. I'm a follower of the, a follower. I'm having trouble talking today, Brent. <laughs> I'm a follower of the way or I, I'm a child of God or mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh, you're onto something that I, maybe I prioritize my family above, above God.
1: Mm. So I don't know, I don't know how much time we have, but I ha- I have, <laughs> I, can uh, tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I have this, this kind of, I've been doing this reading, uh, in, a, in an awesome book and about five minutes. Oh, <laughs> <Ouch>. probably not. Uh, <laughs> um, go for it anyway. All right. So, uh, kind of what you were talking about, uh, Michael about um like or like I think it was either Michael or Brent we we're talking about confession or repentance, repentance and believing, um, as part of you know, an aspect of responding to God, like turning away from what you were doing, replacing the idol that's in front yeah, of you yeah. with the relationship that yeah. you have in front of. And um and I think about like Jesus's ministry and one of the things that's always interesting to me about Jesus and we get like such a really bad rap when we hear about like the apocalyptic kind of like teachers you know that repent you know the kingdom of God is here you know you know you know it's all coming to an end the yeah. end is near kind the of the guys thing. on the corner with signs yeah and yeah, that, and, yeah but Jesus in his ministry the very beginning of his ministry he says you know hey the time is near like the time is here the kingdom of God is here repent you know and what he was well, I think what he was talking about is is there's uh, the Greek has two different words that we use for the word time. And we always think of time as a very linear thing. Uh, but there's a, a Greek word called keros. And what that means is it's like an event. It's, a, it's, it's, an, it's an event that is a shift in what's going on in your life. And I think whenever we read Scripture, whenever we have this moment like you just shared, about like like you had a vision basically you had like, like wow you saw something like this could be in my future it, it gives us a moment to kind of step away from where we are in our present situation and it's called a carous moment where we get to almost nice. pull our arm into the kingdom of God like it disappears for a second you mm-hmm. know like we go into something deeper like we're that close to the kingdom of God yeah and in that moment Jesus said repent you know the kingdom of God is here like respond to this you know and, and so it kind of like if you step away from a linear timeline and you kind of make a circle Circle right on that that timeline, and that's this moment, this moment in time where we get to stop and reflect. And you get you got to time, you you basically did that. You stopped and you reflected. Okay,
2: your moment, am, is am, yeah.
1: Here. Am I really am I valuing my relationship with my spouse over my relationship with Jesus? And and like maybe even reading scripture, and you are like, am I really looking for affirmation in my spouse? And love or looking for love in other people and and that I'm hoping to find in Jesus. And you have this time to like pause and reflect. And then from that, you get to, it says like a carous moment kind of sets up to where you can then talk about it. And so like what we're doing right now is Mm -hmm. this, we're opening up discussion and that's good. Like you said, Michael, it's really good to then talk about it. Let's talk about it with my spouse. Let's talk about it with God and figure out, okay, where, where am I at right now as I'm reflecting on this? And then from, the, from that discussion and from those observations then you have to decide okay what am I going to do that's going to be different how am I going to use these observations and change my life and act on my life and so mm-hmm. this kind of keros moment that you can have when you can almost reach through the veil mm-hmm. into the kingdom of God and get receive wisdom receive some sort of direction re- receive that is is an opportunity that you shouldn't just take lightly or just pass by like Take time to actually reflect and observe, and talk about, and then really evaluate and then act on what the Holy Spirit is teaching you and 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 saying you in this moment, because we know that life is connected mm-hmm. and that. You know, there's there's the principle of the path. Uh, it's uh, something that Andy Stanley talked about in a sermon series a couple months ago, but it was the fact that every step, every decision we make is is a piece of a destination, you know, and we're always heading in some sort of direction. And, and the fact that God is good and that he wants to give us the keys to the kingdom and he wants to give us wisdom he doesn't even rebuke us i mean you know tomorrow you're going to learn about that in James 1 that god doesn't <laughs> rebuke you when you ask for wisdom alert. and so i know exactly whoops but and so like take time take time to like reflect And then and then talk about it with people that, you know, you can trust and that have your best interest at heart. You know, don't go to Facebook. Let's just go ahead and just throw that one out. Like, don't go to Facebook to talk about your careless moment where you're having this kind of Holy Spirit (laughs) moment where God is teaching you something because you're going to get some terrible advice. So we're just going to go ahead and cut that one off. But um, then, you know, reflect on it and then think about, okay now what how is this going to affect the way I act? Like if money is your idol. You know, and I, so I observed this, man, the Holy Spirit just convicted me about this. Change it. What should I, you know, let's talk about it. Like, man, Tiffany, I'm really struggling with this. You know, what's really going on here? Help me out here. Let's talk about this. Okay. Now that you've had a good discussion with it. All right. What are you going to do? That's going to be different. Like, how are you going to come out of this circular moment in a different trajectory than where you already are at? Because that's what's available to us. Yeah. Jesus says the kingdom of God is here. Repent. There is opportunity to change. And there's opportunity to do something greater. And, and so I we don't do this enough as a culture. We are so impulsive. We are so reactionary. We are so instant. Take time. Stop. Reflect on your life. Reflect on these moments that come. Because it may be today. You may get a moment today. And so, uh, so anyway, so that's kind of, I know I ran it for a little bit, but, uh, but I just, I think it's really important for us to actually take time to consider what God is teaching us.
2: Yeah. I want to go ahead and close this out real quick, but before we pray, I, I had the luxury of, of not being, you know, Daniel or Brent. And this the last thing that I <laughs> okay. want to say is listen, listen, in verse seven, it says, remember your leaders, those who spoke. To you, the word of God. Consider the outcome of their way of life and imitate their faith. And then, in down in verse uh, sixteen or eighteen, it says, "Pray for us, for we are sure that we have a clear conscience, desiring to act honorably in all things." Guys, we have some good staff members. We have we have some excellent. We have an excellent pastoral staff, and and as you've heard, you know, even I'm not on the staff, but even my transparency and Brent talking about his family, you know, and Daniel, we we struggle too, right? So uh, when I as I close this out, um, I want to I want to specifically pray for the staff um, because um, they're they're people too. <laughs> so so we're join me. We're good enough. In, we're smart enough, and, and doggone it. <laughs> people like us. <laughs> All right. So join me in prayer. Thanks, Michael. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the study in Hebrews uh, as we wrapped up this book. And wow, it 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 really punches us <laughs> punches us right in the nose sometimes, and and points out our sin and our, our shortcomings. And Lord, um, and as I said, we know that even our staff—they're imperfect people too. They're people, and we know that you love them, and we love them too. But Lord, I ask that you would give them strength and guidance and wisdom um, to be able to be the the leaders that you want them to be for our church. Lord, lift them up, give them energy. Uh, give them give them love that just spills over, that their cup runs over. Lord, we love them, and we know that you love them, and we just ask that you bless them. Lord, we thank you for all these things. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Michael.
0: Uh guys that finishes up for the, today's uh episode of the Weekly Impact Podcast. Uh thank you as always to Daniel and Michael for joining me here and for us always having conversations that we hope are productive and good for you guys at home. Um I'll just leave you with the thought of of what we spoke about today. Um just through this week until we talk to you next week and honestly honestly continuing on forever for your life. Um Take time every once in a while to weigh out the things in your life compared to Jesus and see where you feel a of a sense of urgency, which one you feel it more towards. And if and if it is not towards Jesus, think about why and what you can do to change that. So um, sorry. <laughs> no, that's a little bit heavy way to close, but yeah. uh, no, but it's um, really
1: well said and it's really important. So you yeah. good.
0: Thank you, Brent. Guys, so uh, thank you very much for joining us and we will talk to you as always next Tuesday. You guys have a good day, good week. We'll see you then.